pulling. Give me some of your tots. No, go find your own. Come on, give me some of your tots. No, I'm freaking starved. I didn't get to eat anything today. Oh, God. Gross. Freaking idiot. Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I am SportsLogos.net minor league baseball correspondent Paul Caputo, broadcasting live, as always, from the Sunday Helmet Hall of Fame in my basement in Fort Collins, Colorado. Later on in this episode, I'll be joined by John Worthen of Worthen Design. I'll be joined by not one, but two North Dakota natives, including Elizabeth Myers of I Declare Pastry and Jesse Ellsburn of Morning Fresh Dairy. And of course, Dan Simon will be here with one of his studio, Simon Stumpers. Right now, I am happy to welcome back to the program, John Bollinger, who is the owner of the Minot Hot Tots. We're going to be talking about the Minot Hot Tots today. This is such a fun brand. Collegiate summer level, Northwoods League team with a with a brand that's based on essentially tater tots. And I know that there's more to the story than that. So, John, I'm going to let you take it from here. How come... You have a baseball team in Minot, North Dakota, yep. named for essentially tater tots. It's a great question. I think people in Minot wanted to ask us the same uh, question uh, <laughs> when we were uh, doing it. But, you know, it's if you know uh, minor league baseball, we are different than the pros. Uh, they're about wins and losses and selling stars. And we are about fun right? It's family entertainment. It's food. It's it's just time together at the park with a bunch of uh, crazy promotions. So, you know, we, we started the team in Bismarck in 2016. We built a great following and we had the opportunity to start Minot, create a rivalry. So, you know what? We really want to showcase to the Minot community that we're different. They'd had teams in the past that had come and gone and not, you know, really focused more on just the game and not done it right and invested in it. And we were like, we really need a name and a brand that's going to stand out cause conversation, make people really dig into this to understand that these guys are different. So like all teams, we did a contest, got an amazing, uh, a bunch of submissions uh, from folks across the, the area. And again, some of your classics, hey, this and that, a team in the past was this, hey, let's be the Falcons, because why not? It's, you know, but we got some really incredible submissions and and goofy and out there. And one of them, and I never thought we'd even consider this, was the Minot Hot Tots. So to give you some a background on how this is even relevant, all right? And I, I actually was not even aware of this, being from St. Louis, Missouri originally, okay? When we used to eat at the kitchen table, if you put a bunch of stuff together in a pot and your mom, my mom baked it, okay, that was called a casserole, right? Is that sure. how it is in Colorado? A casserole? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So up here... In North Dakota, there's no such thing as a casserole, all right? They call casseroles, and we call casseroles, hot dishes, okay. all right? Kind of comes from the family farm. Hot dish typically has a meat, a vegetable, put some cheese in it. You bake it, a uh, cream of mushroom soup, right? You bake this thing, and, uh, and out it comes, all right? And so I'll never forget at a Lark's game, like year one or two, we had this thing from our food provider as one of our sides at our buffet and it was called tater tot casserole. All right. And it's on the line. And within 20 minutes of the game starting, I'm hearing complaints. You're, you're all out of the tater tot hot dish. You're all out. It's so good. Where's the, I'm like, did we not cook enough? Pete and Pete, our guys like we cooked everything we had. I mean, this is like our normal sides go through this. And I mean, it was like a firestorm for tater tot hot dish. 
<laughs> people loved it. And it's a thing. I found that that was like the farm food of North Dakota, tater tie hot dish. Every mother, grandmother has their own uh, recipe. You know, there's all kinds of similar ingredients, but then people put different things in. And I, I was just like, holy smokes, hot dish, tater tie hot dish. It's a thing, right? And so when we saw Minot Hot Tots get submitted in reference to tater tie hot dish, it was like, you know what? Let's put it as one of the five. Probably won't win, but that's fun. That's clever. That's us. And sure as heck, we did this the contest, and Hot Tots was one of the one of the favorites. And we talked as a team and said, "Look, we know it's going to maybe cause a little ruckus because this ain't your tough. Let's be another bird or something that's going to destroy you. But man, is this fun! And it tells people who we are, and that's that's what we went with. So well, it really is fun, and it's the you know the the main focus of this logo is this anthropomorphized tater tot with baseball seams on him and he's got this really menacing expression and he's wielding a it, it's part baseball bat part wooden spoon with cheese yep. dipping off the end of it yeah and yeah so this this hot tot character uh you know i mean his a, name we just named him paul if you want oh, to know okay. his name is uh tate r tot <laughs> of course it is tate r tot <laughs> that was information i did not have in october when i covered the 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 launch of the team name uh for sportslogos.net you are embarking on your first season now after the unveiling of this nickname so how's it been received how you know in the time since it was unveiled in october and and now you're 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 starting up your first season how's it been received what's uh what's the reaction like yeah i gotta say you know you do and you this is classic business right i mean you know you you got to make decisions based off your vision, your values, who you are, what you're trying to unveil. And I'll, I'll say it's probably one of the biggest decisions I've ever had to make at, 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 uh, within our, my, the company and, my, and all my, my career, right? Because at first, um, there were people that got it. There were people in town that, that didn't like it. And, yeah. you know, we heard comments. How, how could you? You named our team this. What on earth? A tater tot. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, and you hear you, it's like when you're running these things, you, you know what it is, you can see the vision, but oftentimes not everyone understands, well, what, how are you different than that? The, the last thing that was here. Right. Sure. And so it really almost made us more emboldened to educate the public, to market to the public, what we do to ensure that we, we go out and deliver a great experience that we showcase the kind of fun and the food that we're all about. And and so I got to tell you, um, I was there for opening night, and it was May 29th. Um, Corbett Field, if you, it's a great facility, uh, brand new turf, nostalgic, been there since the 30s. I mean, just super cool, but older, right? Older yeah. facility, definitely, you know, in, in the future, we hope to work with Minot Parks and upgrade and do some cool things. But, you know, they, and the last thing that was their struggle, they didn't sell a lot of tickets, not a lot of big nights, and they were there for five seasons, just right before us, right? Yeah. I walk in there, first sellout crowd since 1997. Wow. 1,300 wow. people strong. I've been in this. I've been in this league. Um, this was why I started. My first season was 2013. So this was my this was my 10th season, mm -hmm. 10th 11th season in the league. Uh, most merchandise sales in the first game in the history of any team. And I've been in two markets larger than Minot. Okay, Kalamazoo, yeah. Michigan, and Bismarck. I mean, almost double, not if not triple, quadruple the size. Largest merchandise day in the history of a company we've had. Wow. And wow. so when I was there, you know, watching people wear it, 
you know, we have a, just to share, we have a cheerleading squad, all right? They're from a local retirement community, all right? I don't think anyone's younger than 70, all <laughs> right? Awesome. Their, their nicknames are the Hot Toddies, okay? I love this. Yeah, that's awesome. When the Hot Toddies came out, I'm getting goosebumps. Standing ovation. <laughs> I mean, people were holding hands with their, their sons and daughters, their mom and dads, and, uh, you know, it was a beautiful thing. So I think, again, it's funny. I, you look back and reflect, and God, you're, John, don't, how dare you get deep about a tater tot, right? But <laughs> tater tot hot dish, what did it do? It brought people together at the dinner table, right? It, 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 that's what families grew up on, mom and dad and, and, and generational. And yeah. that's the game of baseball. And that's what we do. And so I, I couldn't be more proud of who we are and that the community now sees that. And, and, and uh, we're going to continue making it the best brand possible. So. This is kind of emotional, and I will never criticize anyone for getting deep about a tater tot, right? Like, absolutely, <laughs> like that's perfect. So, uh, you know, you know, with a lot of minor league teams, especially teams that that create brands that push the envelope a little bit, one of the goals is to to sell those brands outside their own market. Everyone loves a tater tot, you know. Everyone knows what tater tots are, but not everyone knows the hot dish, right? Like, I mean, that is a uniquely Upper Midwest thing, yeah. And and takes a certain amount of explanation for those of us who are not from there. I mean, I'm originally yeah. from Philadelphia. I live in Colorado now. Yeah. You know, I've only sort of loosely heard about the the hot dish just from you know friends of mine who are from that area. How does that affect your ability to market the team, or do you try to market the team outside of the local market? You know, is, are you relying on the fact that people like tater tots? They may not know the hot dish anyway, uh, or do you have to explain what the hot dish is to people? I think it's a great question. I was sitting with a, a really renowned business leader in our community and picking his brain, and and he said, you know, any great marketing, if you have to explain it, it's not, it can maybe be a little better. And you know, I I think I look back and and I because I agree, I think without the context. You know, if it was the minor hot dishes, it's kind of, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. And so there is a level of that from the outside looking in. But again, I, I again, we're not, I, I go back to the Savannah Bananas, these teams, right? They're doing something so cool. It's so different. It's, it's, it's the Harlem Globetrotters in baseball. They want the regional national attention. This team is designed 95% to bring quality of life and fun to folks that live in Upper North, North Dakota, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. This is about Minot. This is about the community. It's about our state. It's about a rivalry with the Lurks in this league. And so I believe that, and ironically to that, the tater tot, we've got more attention regionally and nationally just because we named it after a tater tot. Right. Then people, you know, I've always, always thought, you know, in marketing, at first, if you don't have people's attention, you can never market so I believe with the logo and brand we have, we have their attention. And now mm -hmm. then we have the opportunity to tell a story. Uh, right. And if we get tourism, I'm all about it. Get tourism, get people up here. But I, this is not our bread and butter. And so I, while well, I love being on national and regional podcasts or we get an article and go viral, I freak out. I think it's so cool. It's just not at the core of what we are and who we, what we do, you know? And sure. so uh, I, I think there's enough there to draw people in. Uh, to get people curious, and and I hope we do a good job on the website to market and educate. Um, but I do know our community understands and knows what it is, what it's about, why it was there, and uh, and we've got to then root that and tie that to them so that this is their team, and uh, and they're gonna steer like hell for 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 their tots, you know. That's awesome. So you're not from the area, but you've been there a little while. Yeah what 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 is what goes into a hot dish what do you when you if you were to describe to someone this the best hot dish 
Yeah. What do you What do you want in it? Well, it's it's got there's core ingredients, right? And so it's got to have a, a a meat, a protein. You know, mm-hmm. typically beef, but it can be it can be a lot of different things. A vegetable. So I've you know green beans uh, goes in it. Cream of mushroom is like the core, the base. <laughs> You know, and then you need your starch, which is, you know, and, and I would, I'm going to take all day tater tots rocking that out for me. So, um, so then you, then you see different people do different things. Cheese is like, it doesn't have to be, but cheese is, cheese is really good. Bacon bits, you can get crazy. So, you know, I'm, I am like not a picky eater. So, uh, you know, if someone serves it up to me, I'm going to, I'm going to eat it. Um, but, uh, you gotta have, gotta have your core, core, uh, uh, core uh, ingredients. And then it's been fun. You know, I think we've done a few things where we've asked people, what's your hot dish? What's your mm. favorite one? Send your recipe. And this, this summer, actually, every homestand, we will, we have hot dish on our menu every night, uh, tater tot hot dish, but every, every homestand we're changing it up and doing something different. So, um, so, you know, I'll eat anything, but uh, <laughs> maybe someday we'll find the best out there. Well, so I know that uh, you know we've talked previously. You've been on the on the podcast talking about the Bismarck Larks. You said that you served the hot dish at a Larks game and you ran out, and that's you know sounds yeah. like sounds tragic. Recognizing that that at the time of this recording, you've not been playing for very long. Yeah. Uh, how important is is serving that hot dish at the Hot Tots game? Yeah, well, it would it would seem silly not to, right? Yeah. It would feel like a gaping hole in the experience if I couldn't get tater tots <laughs> and. Uh, and, and, and tater to hot dish. So it is. And it's funny how it actually, you know, again, we're a small town baseball team. This isn't like yeah. we have commercial kitchens. I mean, right. I mean, we're dealing, we're working in facilities that are built in the thirties, forties, fifties sometimes. Right. And so um, to, to, to make this investment, I mean, we had to get big ovens and, you know, make sure, I mean, it's a lot, you know, I, I, I tell people we're, we're, we're probably the largest restaurant in the state of North Dakota. A lot of nights of the summer serving 1200, 1900 people. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a wild thing. And so, um, so yeah, so, so that is a big part of it. Um, and, uh, and just embracing tater tot. I mean, this was my favorite thing. You'll love this. Uh, so I'm in the stands on opening night. And again, I'm, I'm honestly nobody up there. We have a GM and a front office that has really become the face of the team. And I'm, I just, our, our group wanted to invest and build another great thing. And, and, and the community and my not that is going to make a big difference in people's lives. And so I'm in the stands with my wife and, you know, I hope kind of, hopefully, uh, be doing a little secret shopping, right? And I hear behind me this family, this this little this twelve year old boy, which guy's not the best age, right? Uh, he's looking through the program and he's like, "Mom, there's Napoleon Dynamite night. We we have to go back for Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite night, you know, vote for Tots." So that that's actually on Thursday, and we have vote for Tots T-shirts, and I mean, just embracing the Tot like in all facets of its brand and and what it means, and so. When I heard that, I just said, oh, man, we got it. Because, you know, mom and dad might not think it, it was tough. But, man, your 12-year-old son thinks this is the coolest freaking thing since sliced <laughs> bread. You're screwed. I'm sorry, but you're coming, baby. <laughs> so, you know you know my affinity for the ice cream helmet. We talked about that when we talked about the Larks. I've got the bright yeah. yellow Larks one out there. Are, do we have Hot Tots ice cream helmets yet? I believe so. I, I have to defer to my uh, our operation food and beverage team. So don't quote me on that. But if we don't, that's a problem. And I'm going to make a <laughs> note and check on that for you. Well, so the, the next step to that question is, are we, can we expect, can we, can we look for hopefully someday hot dish and maybe like the next size up helmet? Like, can we get a, a plastic helmet 
with hot dish in it at a my not hot tots game yeah i mean you know i paul you're getting me to commit to something on air <laughs> on the public forum that you know then i'll have to do it so i try to steer clear of these tough, right. tough interviews like you're doing uh, yeah. but i mean why not uh, we, I mean, this sounds like a genius idea. I might have to pay you a royalty for these, these <laughs> genius ideas. The why not, out. my not hot tot, hot dish in a helmet Sunday. I love so it. Why not hot this hot is, helmet? You oh. have experienced the classic gotcha journalism of the Baseball by Design <laughs> podcast here. So and now you're committed. <laughs> this is going to be on the I, the I team on the local news. Dude. Right, right, right. John yeah. said this and it's not there. <laughs> We're going to dig into it. You know? <laughs> Did you not say there was going to be hot dish and an ice cream helmet? <laughs> uh john this is amazing thank you so much for coming on and talking about the team this is I, I love everything about this can't wait to get to north dakota check off seeing a baseball game in north dakota off my life list here and and have a hot dish either in a dish on a plate or in an, in a helmet we'll see we'll you know we're gonna get there's gonna be a grace period here before we start uh you know coming at you with our with our facts but uh john thank you so much where can people find the hot tots online Yep. So uh, hottotsbaseball.com. Uh, again, we got amazing merchandise. We highly recommend checking it out. Um, and the logo is super cool. Like you said, a great collector's item for those that love logos. And and again, Worthen Studios, I got to give John a shout out. He, uh, you know, our designer just did a fantastic job again with this. So hottotsbaseball.com, uh, go on there. And also, if you want to check out North Dakota, beautiful time of the year to come visit, uh, come check us out uh, at a game. Well, if everything goes to plan, You'll be hearing from John Worthen next uh, on this episode. John, thank you so much. Yep, thanks for having me, Paul. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm so happy to be joined once again by John Worthen of Worthen Design. John, we spoke recently about your work on the Bismarck Larks logo and uh, obviously the associated Missouri River motorboaters. We're talking today about the Minot Hot Tots, which is a really fun new brand based on tater tots, a, a, a minor league baseball tater tot logo. So I, I wanted to get into this conversation by asking you, I know that you have done just by you know perusing your website and the conversations that we've had, you've done a, a, a lot of work before you started getting involved in sports branding. You worked as a commercial illustrator. You worked in a lot of uh, higher end commercial brands. I went onto your website and I was checking out some of the work that, that you've done for, for organizations uh, like Energizer, like Williams Sonova, like Strava, obviously, you know, a lot of high-end uh, design illustrative logo work. How does that sort of serious work inform your process when a team comes to you and tells you, we got a logo based on a tater tot? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's great. It's, uh, it's, it actually helps quite a bit, to be honest, Paul. It's um, having had and have and still being in that process of working with these, these national companies uh, in the consumer packaged goods industry. It's, uh, it gives me a little bit of a, an insight as to maybe how and what's popular with, with people mm -hmm. um, and, and maybe how to visually uh, position something that is whether it's a food item or whether it's it's some kind of an inanimate object that uh, doesn't necessarily have a face um, it, it helps me to be able to create that and give energy to something like a hot tot you know or a tater tot in this case right um, it, it allows me to be able to show or know how like if I do this with this tater tot and I and I have it 
moving in this manner and I have it positioned like this, then it's going to create this energy that, that will want to have a consumer look at it and digest that. No pun intended. <laughs> and it's not just a, a tater tot. It's an anthropomorphic tater tot. And when I was noodling around on your website, I found uh, some images that I haven't really seen the team use a ton of the of the tater tot character uh, swinging a bat. He's he's wearing little dishes as his shoes, uh, <laughs> swinging a bat. He's excitedly looking at a spoonful of cheese. He's giving a thumbs up. And then there's another one where he's got like some shades on and he's got his arms crossed. And so, you know, you clearly had some fun in creating this, this character, the personality of, of this character. Can you tell me about that process of, of you know, a, approaching this, this logo from a character perspective and that character being an anthropomorphic tater tot? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when when uh, we were going through the process to get this going, we, we sat down and we thought, you know, you know, how do you sell a tater tot? We really better figure this out. I okay. mean, we're talking about something that is uh, eaten and consumed, you know, and not not necessarily thought of as, hey, it's a tough baseball team. Right. But but it works. It works. And it worked very much. And, and so we went through this process of let's give Tate a backstory. Let's give Tate a opportunity to be a, be a kid. And so we started with okay, where did Tate come from? Where did he actually grow up? What was he doing? Was he, was he acting like every other young child or young kid that wants to play in the major leagues? And, and so we did. We started looking at that and we started animating and sketching and, and rolling through all these concepts of, of what's his personality like? What is he like? Does, was his mom supportive? Did she, was she the soccer mom for baseball for Tate? <laughs> And, and we literally went through that and created some coloring book pages and things that I'm sure will, if they haven't come out, they will soon, um, that, that really allowed us to be able to explore those positions that you talked about of, of that character, um, where he is grabbing the cheesy spoon and, he, and he's wearing the tater tot shoes. And uh, it was, yeah, it made it, it made it easier to know where he came from to be able to, to create what he does now. I'm definitely going to have to share all of these uh, these images on on Twitter because they were ones before we did this interview and I was you know checking out your website I had not you know seen all of these these different versions of of this character obviously kind of cartoony you know very much kid friendly that comes through in the color choices that you made too right like it's all primary right. colors it's red blue yellow obviously that's an intentional part of this brand very different when we talked about the you know the larks the larks grays and blacks and then the bright yellow sort of popping against them very contrasty these these building block colors here the the red yellow blue are, are it's a very different feeling did that come from you did that come from the team you know how did that how did that color palette come to be I, well we went through an exploratory process and and went through several different um colors and so it was kind of a combined effort. And I believe in the end, we started to go, where, what are some primary colors that we can use? And they suggested some, and I suggested some. And then between the two, we married up what we felt like had the, had the best uh, chance for success. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's really where we went with it. Um, like you said, they are primary colors, but they're, they're not your traditional yellow they're not your traditional red and 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 they definitely 
aren't in the the hundred percent royal family. Okay. Uh, we've skewed the hues a bit so that they have a little bit of modernism to it, and I think that allows, like you said, the 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 logo to stay friendly to yeah. to to reach that kid because ultimately that that's what is so fun about going to these baseball games right it's those childhood memories so i know that designers do a, a lot of research when they you know work on on these logos you are located in arizona which is a, a long way from from hot dish territory i'm curious to know you know what was your experience in researching actual hot dishes in creating this logo well, so I haven't always lived in Arizona. I've lived in uh, some different states that were cold states where we had a lot of the different dishes that were hot. Um, but for this particular situation where we were, you know, researching on these, uh, it's amazing how much information you can glean from people that live there that are within the state, you know, just, just speaking to people, asking them. I know... I know I worked in collaboration with the team uh, in doing research where we actually had people ask and like get feedback immediately as to as to the the hot dish concept mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and it was it was all positive. The type that you created for this, the custom type that the team uses uh, in its branding, you know the the larks type that you created is very stable solid feeling this type feels like it's evoking you know the the, the flames uh that are part of the logo maybe the sort of uh waviness of like fluid melted cheese something like that what was the thinking in creating this much more fluid organic feeling type for for this brand compared to some of the other type that you've created previously well i, I think you hit it on the head it it was the flames and and we wanted to make sure that we really captured that looseness to it but still, we're, we were able to maintain that sports-driven look. Um, and so when, when I looked at the S and when I looked at some of these different elements that we could incorporate, I thought it would be important to, to let those, those flame elements really stand out and be incorporated into the, the typography. So they're in their inaugural season now. Uh, how, how's it going? Are you hearing from the team? Are they selling a ton of merch is I know that when this was unveiled, it was received very well online. Do you know what the reaction has been so far? From my understanding of what I've heard from team members and just those that have been in the management positions, uh, that it's been received very well. That, that question was a little bit of a softball. I know that this has been a really popular <laughs> brand on, uh, online. One of the things I'm sort of curious about when I see a team like this, you don't see a ton of teams necessarily use the food item as their primary brand, right? You're, I'm sure you're familiar with the phenomenon of all these teams are doing the the alternate brands based on food, but the their you know their their main identity, you know, you got the Montgomery biscuits, and I guess you know you've got like some different sort of fruits and vegetables out there, but but to have a food item as a as a main identity for a team is sort of to double down on the importance of of that food item in that place. Um, does that affect you at all in the design process? No, it really doesn't. I think, I think for us or for me as a designer, when I'm looking at a situation like that, um, and we're deciding how we're going to go about creating this and, and knowing that it is going to live as the main identity, um, 
it was it was rather easy actually because i think again paul my background mm -hmm. my background's been in consumer packaged goods in the foods area and arena for so many years mm. uh that it, it really was second hat for me uh it it turned into something more fun than anything and i and i i knew that if we captured it correctly people would grasp on and and ride the wave John, this has been a ton of fun. I'm so glad to have, have connected with you and uh, looking forward to speaking about more of your work. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of baseball brands that I'm going to want to chat with you about here in the, in the not too distant future. So I, I'm glad to, that we've connected and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. In the meantime, where can people go find all of these logos that I've been having so much fun looking at? You bet. If you just go to worthendesign.com, you'll be able to see all sorts of different companies that I have had the opportunity to work with and uh, be able to give me a shout if you have any needs. Awesome. John, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks, Paul. All right, everyone. Welcome back. I'm very pleased to be joined right now by not one, but two North Dakota natives you will recognize Elizabeth Myers from the Montgomery Biscuits episode. Elizabeth has a commercial kitchen for her company, I Declare Pastry, and we talked about the perfect biscuits. So Elizabeth is back. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm doing great. I just hope I can talk as informatively about Optish as I tried to do about biscuits. I think that's the law being a North Dakota native that you have to talk from an informed perspective about hot dish. We also have Jesse Ellsburn, who is a North Dakota native, who is the inventory manager for Morning Fresh Dairy, which is uh, a company here in Colorado in Fort Collins that does delicious, delicious dairy products. So not only is Jesse a, a North Dakota native, but now I feel like we can really like talk about the the particulars of ice cream since, uh, you know, this is a baseball and ice cream podcast, but both North Dakota natives. Jesse, I asked if you had cooked a hot dish uh, in your past and you told me that there are only three things to do in North Dakota. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> cooking is and, a big one of them. Cooking is one of them. I'm not sure if I should ask what the other two are, but uh, we'll we'll go with cooking <laughs> is is one of them. So I just want to start. There's playing cards. There's, <laughs> there's playing cards. All right, I, I like that. I like playing cards. First of all, I want to get your 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 North Dakota bona fides, Elizabeth. You were born and raised in North Dakota. I was. Yep, I was born in Fargo, North Dakota, and I lived there until I went away to college in the distant state of Minnesota, mm. where I spent four years. And uh, then, you know, after that, I pretty much headed out to Colorado. And Jesse, how about you? I'm born in Dickinson, North Dakota, so southwest side of the state. Um, and yeah, bailed about two weeks after high school. So <laughs> just too cold. <laughs> All right. It's fair. I, I I think I mentioned earlier on this podcast, I spent a week in Dickinson once and it snowed sideways the entire time. So <laughs> so I, I believe that. I, I get that. Before we get into tater tots in particular, I want to talk about the hot dish because the hot dish seems to be the the particular thing to the upper Midwest. I'm not familiar with it. To my knowledge, I've never had hot dish unless I had it and it was called something else. So Jesse, I'll start with you. What is the what is a hot dish? A uh, hot dish is basically a meat, a, well, in my experience, meat, canned vegetable, some kind of canned cream of something or other 
and topped with cheese if you're fancy and probably tater tots or potato chips. So pretty simple, four to five things. Okay. Well, you, you grimaced a little bit when you said creamed something. Was that, uh, was that, was that, <laughs> mm, I wish I had one or uh, is going to be creamed something soup in there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a iffy thing. <laughs> it's an iffy thing. You said tater tots or potato chips. So tater tots aren't mandatory. We did sometimes, I mean, if it was kind of a dump all of whatever you had or whatever was left. And if you had stale leftover crunchy chips in the bottom of the pantry, then that seemed to wind up on top sometimes as well. So, Okay. Now, Elizabeth, your chosen profession involves the culinary arts. And so I'm yes. curious from you, for, from someone who, whose, whose profession it is to create delicious things from scratch, What's your opinion of the hot dish? You know, it definitely serves its purpose. It's kind of one of those one dish meals. You kind of just dump everything into the ceramic casserole dish or your cast iron pan. And, you know, I, I guess that going back to the cream of something, it's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the binder. It's what brings all those lovely ingredients together so that when you dig in with your fork they don't just fall off i guess <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it it was a meat of some sort it was cheese i've already forgotten i'm sorry so meat and cheese tater tots cream of something what what am i missing what am i forgetting some kind of canned vegetable usually oh right or beans or mushrooms yeah. or i don't know something well i i mean this is kind of what i think is the downside of the hot dish is the canned or sometimes if you're fancy frozen vegetables but i guess it's also one of those things where you can probably put it together with whatever's in your pantry and your freezer and you don't have to go out and buy anything or nothing has to be in season to make this dish elizabeth could you though is there like a high-end version of this could you could you do it with fresh vegetables and cream that you, you know, make a cream sauce that you make yourself and, you know, scalloped potatoes or, or like if you, if you were to try to make something like this with fresh ingredients from scratch, would it still be a hot dish? Well, technically I suppose it would be, but that would be like, mm, you might get some sideways glances if you brought that to the <laughs> church potluck, I'm guessing might be a little too pretentious. All right. All right. So, yeah, I might have tried that with my family, and yeah, they give you some cross-eyed looks, like what? <laughs> so you tried to make like a like a, a healthier, sort of more fresh version of a hot dish, and it didn't work. That's correct. Yeah, they it was not well received. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll ask you both this question here, uh, and Jesse, we'll start with you. What's your favorite way to consume a tater tot? Um, probably just straight up put some salt on it and chew it down. I guess. Okay. Elizabeth? You know, what's interesting is I actually consulted my mom this afternoon because I <laughs> was thinking back, did I have tater tot hot dish as a kid? And I don't have uh, strong memories of such a thing. So I asked her and she said, oh, yeah, there's a chance I'm going to slip into a like a North Dakota accent here as I talk I'm in my mom's for that voice. To I want so bad for that to happen. <laughs> uh so oh yeah I made that sure you bet and it wasn't a favorite um my grandma so my mom's mom made that 
and served it to my mom and her brother growing up. So, you know, my mom learned, well, that's what you make for the family. And so she tried it on us kids and we were like, mm, no. However, <laughs> we were big hamburger helper fans. Oh. So go figure. Cause All I right. think of hamburger helper sort of along those lines. It's like, it to me is also a hot dish, but perhaps in a different hot dish category. Yeah. Is there like a new age version of the hot dish? Can you do it with like tofu and avocado and it, oh man, the look on, uh, this is an audio <laughs> podcast, but the look on Elizabeth's face just now when I said that was, was startling. I've, I've known Elizabeth a long time. I've never seen that face before. I don't think. Uh, okay. I'm going to, I'm not even going to finish the question. <laughs> <laughs> so that is kind of appalling, uh. but I mean, I, I will say I probably wouldn't go with tofu, mm. but I did see, I thought, well, maybe being a vegetarian, I thought, well, maybe I can come up with a, a veggie version. So I did look a little bit online to see what was out there. Um, and I wasn't super jazzed about the results. <laughs> so <Yeah>. who knows? <laughs> maybe I need to spend some time on this, but I feel like it's something I want to do in the winter because yeah. I was not excited to fire up my oven and dig out cast iron and eat something like that hearty and kind of comfort <laughs> foodish when it's like 95 out here. <laughs> well, so. I, I do have to say the original plan for this interview was that it was going to be at like 730 in the morning. And Elizabeth actually said, I don't care what time it is. I'm bringing a hot dish. And oh. it's been pretty warm here in Colorado. And so I, you know, I sort of wondered what like hot dish for breakfast in the I Declare commercial kitchen there was going to was going to be like. Well, you know, I will say because I knew it was going to be in the morning. I looked for breakfast tater tot hot dish recipes and those do exist and they sound better. Oh. Like some egg kind of scenario, cheese, potato all your favorites. Yeah. Holy I smokes. would make that. Yeah. All right. So we'll just have to do a rain check on that. We will revisit that <laughs> idea for sure. Maybe, uh, I don't know, like when there's some sporting event that's happening, like in some other part of the world that we have to get up and like watch at 6am or something, we can do a, uh, we can do, we can do a breakfast hot dish. Um, okay. Jesse, if you're, if you're making a hot dish now, I, I'm, I'm still trying to picture this in my head. All of these ingredients, the the meat, the veggie, the cream of something, the tater tots and the cheese. I've got it now. I feel like I've got it now. I'm, now yeah. I think I have to make this. Do you layer them or or are they all just mixed together and thrown in the in the oven together? Sure. The ones I grew up on were completely just mixed together. I mean, you just stick it in the actual ceramic pan. You didn't even mix a bowl. It was just all mixed together and then drop it in, you know, turn on the oven, drop some cheese and tater tots on top and throw it in the oven. So it was just kind of a literal dump of food. <laughs> a literal dump of food. And, uh, we, we got the, we got the title for this episode, I think. Um, well, you know, speaking of dump, I, I'm sure Jesse's heard also of dump cake. Oh. Have yes. you heard of this? Is this a yes. North Dakota thing? It very well could be. It could be like, um, a church lady kind of recipe okay where it's a cake that you and i actually i've never made one but my understanding is all the ingredients are just dumped in the pan and kind of mm -hmm. swirled around is that true jesse yeah, it is yeah my 
my aunt's a home ec teacher so yeah we talked a lot about stuff like that growing up and yeah it there you just dump them in the pan and yeah it's like four swirls and throw it in the oven that's about it (laughs) so a lot of minor league teams have alternate identities and many times those alternate identities are based on food items uh in the part of the country where i grew up there's a, a team on the delaware maryland virginia peninsula called delmarva they do the delmarva scrapple which is a a meat product that is all of the stuff they won't put in hot dogs and so uh so there's a lot of teams out there that have alternate food-based identities i'm thinking the minot hot tots might need to go with the uh at least for a weekend the minot dump cakes <laughs> perfect it's, yeah it's kind of an analogous idea but in the dessert realm there you go yeah. see they that could be like the second half of a double header would be the they'd play as the dump cakes as for for dessert uh, yeah well I mean, and they would have to serve it <laughs> i hope that i hope that the hot tots are listening that uh that idea that one's for free hot tots um, right jesse before I, I let you guys go here uh there's a specific question that i have to ask i this was uh information i discovered in the pre-interview process here as far as i understand you have a cat yes yes three of them but yes we got we got cat (laughs) okay well there's there's one cat in particular i want to ask about here can you tell me your cat's name yes my daughter got a cat about two years ago and out of the middle of nowhere decided to name it tater tots and so yeah i have stood on my porch yelling tater tots (laughs) how did tater tots how did tater tot get the name tater tot well it's a goofy story. She calls my husband potato and she's sweet potato. So I think naturally it just seemed like the next evolution of potatoes could be a tot. So tater tot it was. <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. Well, this this whole brand is such a great celebration of all things North Dakota, potatoes, hot dishes. This is now, Elizabeth, now that you've been on here twice, we have to have an official title for you. I think we're going to make you the... Uh, baseball by design, uh, culinary expert. Maybe that'll be your title there. Thank you both very much. This has been as much fun as I hoped it would be to talk with both of you about tater tots and hot dishes in North Dakota. Now I'm super hungry and ready to go have some dinner. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks for having us, Paul. Appreciate it. Thanks, Paul. It was super fun. And I'm kind of craving some tater tots, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she got to do it. I love I love the idea of like the best chef I know cooking tater tots. <laughs> well, um, I just I hope I can do the frozen little buggers justice. <laughs> frozen little buggers will be another alternate identity for the Minot hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, can you get them not frozen? I'm not familiar with. That. No, they're not. They don't have like fresh tater tots in the in like the produce <laughs> section or like like they have like a counter where they're like hand making tater tots and you can order them by like the pound uh, that would be amazing <laughs> oh guys we're gonna yeah. be rich <laughs> somebody finds them i'll get them on trucks we'll deliver them <laughs> amazing oh this is morning fresh's new 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 product here i love this <laughs> oh man thank you both this was a ton of fun it was Thanks, thank Paul. you Paul. It is time once again for my favorite segment, your favorite segment, our favorite segment of the Baseball by Design podcast, 
Studio Simon Stumpers with designer extraordinaire and my friend, Dan Simon. Dan, how are you doing? I am fan-freaking-tastic. Thank you, Paul. How are you? I'm I'm doing very well. I'm curious to know, what is your favorite way to consume tater tots? Um, by putting them in my mouth? I knew you were going to do this. I knew I knew that was way too literal a question to ask you. Is I don't know. Frankly, it's been a while since the last time I've had a tater tot. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I did, they were just tater tots. Okay. I would imagine you can get them now with different toppings and things like that. Is that what you're kind of getting at there? Like, do I like well, them or whatever? I've I've seen them uh, included in breakfast burritos. The Colorado Rockies serve in a helmet. Uh, they, they used to call it the elote tots. I think they've changed the name to something else, but it was just a, uh, it's a three quarter sized helmet. So bigger than the ice cream ones, not as big as the full sized, you know, the head sized nacho ones. And they put tater tots and elote sauce in it, the Mexican uh, creamy corn based elote sauce. And it's delicious and a great way to eat a ton of fried potato goo at a major league baseball game. That's my favorite concession at a Rockies game outside, of course, the self-serve Sunday helmet bar. I have I I have never had tater tots except for just tater tots. And the last time I would have had it, can't put a, a year on it, but it would have been at the the fast food place Sonic, which oh, yeah. I think sort of known for mm-hmm. I'm sure they have French French fries as well, but when you go there, I think the thing to do is get whatever you're getting, a hot dog, burger, whatever, um, with tater tots as opposed to fries. So that that would have been the last time I had them, and that would have been quite a while ago. We have a uh, a place here in Colorado. I don't know how widespread it is. I, don't, I haven't really – I don't recall seeing them other places, but it's called Taco John's, and it's essentially Taco Bell, but they put tater tots in everything. So – it's uh yeah, it's Mexican food such as it is fast food Mexican food with tater tots in it. So it's delicious. The reason I bring this up, Dan, as you know, is this episode of Baseball by Design is featuring the Minot Hot Tots playing their inaugural season right now. And you're here with your, as always, as you are every week, you are here with your studio Simon Stumper. So Dan, let's have it. Okay, well... As with one of our recent uh, stumpers, I asked a question that was not the official stumper, mm. kind of as a prelude to the official stumper. And let's do that again here. It's not a multiple choice, but do you know who, what company first developed tater tots? I do not. Uh, mm, Stouffer's. Uh, no. Do you want to take another guess? Let's see. Heinz's sauces. Uh, Kroger. Um, now, I'll tell you at this point. Okay. It is Orida. Oh, would have been a long time before I got to Orida. Okay. Um, and Orida, for those who are not otherwise familiar with the company, it's spelled O-R-E-I-D-A, which is another not official stumper question. Do you know why it's called that? I don't. I have no idea. Okay. Well, or... O-R-E is short, first three letters of Oregon, Mm -hmm. and Ida, first three letters of what? I'm going to guess Idaho. Yes, you do know. Uh, (laughs) And so I believe the company was located, was and is located right by the Oregon-Idaho 
border. So that's where the name comes from. So tater tots were first developed by the Orita Frozen Food Company in 1953. So what does that mean? This is their 70th tater tots 70th anniversary, although they did not appear in, they were not for sale in stores until I believe 1956. What took them so long from their development to their um, making them available for public consumption, I don't know, but it's still the 70th anniversary of the development of, of the birth of tater tots. Um, and they were created by the Orita uh, Frozen Food Company as a way to use excess potato shavings that came from making their frozen french fries. So that would, think about that, that would make tater tot, tater tots are to potatoes what chipboard is to lumber. <laughs> okay, so. Um, this is, I, I'm, I'm loving this connection, by the way, and Orida, I've seen the name of, of that company out there before, never would have occurred to me that it was two states mashed together. This is very much like, uh, you're familiar, of course, in minor league baseball with the Delmarva Shorebirds, who play on the Delmarva Peninsula. Do you know what Delmarva is? Yeah, Delaware, Maryland, Virginia. There you go. Absolutely. Yes, that, that well, I knew that just because I remember when they first became a team and thinking, what's Delmarva? Mm -hmm. And I guess it was in their press release or whatever. So, um, uh, yeah, that's when I knew. So let's let's talk more about tater tots because they're really fascinating. Um, as I mentioned, they they it was Orida developed them as a way to use the excess potato shavings. Um, and but before they started using them for tater tots, they had been selling those as live the the potato shavings as livestock feed. So um, they were still making money off of it, but now they made it. Um, Look what they made it into, a, a, a popular thing that eventually became the name of a, of a baseball team. So, um, so here's side note number two. Um, did you know that the name Tater Tot is a registered trademark owned by Orida? I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised at all. Okay. And that means that other companies who are making a, a similar shredded potato product have to call it something else. Huh. And that leads us to today's studio, Simon Stumper, which asks, which of these three names is not an actual alternative brand of tater tots? So okay. this is uh, two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. One of the, the many alternate brands of studio Simon Stumpers. Okay. So what, um, which one of these is not an, an alternative brand of tater tots? Is it A, Teeny Taters, B, Spud Puppies, Whoa. or C, Tater Puffs. All of these would make great names for minor league baseball teams, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Spud, <laughs> Spud Puppies. Well, I'm going to ask you, Dan, this is, this is my stalling tactic. If you would, would you repeat them one more time for me? Okay. Teeny Taters, Spud Puppies, Tater Puffs. I am going to go. Okay, so here's my reasoning. My re my thinking here is that these names they're going to want to get as close to tater tots as possible without being tater tots. And so the two that have the word tater in them to me feel like they're probably the real ones. And spud puppies 
is the future name of a minor league baseball team, but not one of the alternate names for a tater tot. You're thinking, I've said this before, I'm going to say it now, and I'll say it again, is spot on. Because in addition to the three I just named, well, two of those three are, are real. Here, here are some other, here are a couple of other names for actual tater tot brands out there. Tater treats, tasty taters. Mm. So things with the word tater in it do make a lot of sense. But believe it or not, oh, the no. answer is um, Spud Puppies is an actual brand um, made by Cascadian Farm Organic Food Company, uh, a company owned since 1999 by General Mills. Um, it's uh, that's the name of their tater tots, teeny taters, which I, I, I can't believe nobody has has used. <laughs> uh, that is not a real that is not a real name. Um, tater puffs are Whole Foods brand. So um, now here's something funny. Because of all of these these copycats, Orida did a an ad campaign a few years ago. Um, where they refer to these copycats as, get this, imitators, <laughs> um, and and warn not warning people, but but getting people to to go with the original instead of the imitator, imitator. imitators. So, um, and I, here's one one other name. There's somebody, who, some company who uses uh, the the name Potato Crunchies. So, and there's there's actually many more. They're they're made all over the world. Um, so I, I read about Australian brands, Canadian brands, um, it, it, but the majority of them are made and consumed in the good old United States of America. I have to say, Dan, your ramp up to letting me know that I got that question wrong was a huge emotional roller coaster because <laughs> I, I spent the whole time thinking that that I had won. It's it's. Have you ever seen those like, I think it's fan graphs where it gives you the team's percentage of winning. Uh, their percentage chances of winning over the course of a game. And every once in a while, you'll see one where one team has like an 80 to 90% chance of winning the whole game. And then they blow a huge lead in the ninth inning and it plummets and it goes to 100% to the other team. That's sort of what uh, that emotional journey was for me there as you were telling me how great my thinking was and what some of the other examples were. And then let me know I got it wrong. <laughs> well, but the, I'm, I'm sorry to put you on that emotional uh, roller coaster, but uh, the the reason I was saying that is, and and you you have have shown this virtually every time we we do one of these, you've shown that your your thinking is always really really good, and it may it, it you were in essence right, not with your answer, but the fact that. Most of the names of of these alternate brands do have the word taters in it, um, and so that thinking was spot on. It's just in this case, really, the imp to me, Spud Puppies is an improbable name for this. That that yeah. it's kind of a weird one. I like it, and yeah. I do think yeah. it would make an excellent um, uh, minor league baseball team name. Yeah. The Idaho Spud Puppies? Come on, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Let's get Although, your friends, the Idaho Falls Chuckers, on the horn here and see if we can't do an alternate brand for them. Well, uh, funny you should bring that up, Paul, because uh, 
Idaho Falls was once home to a team called the Idaho Falls Spuds from 1926 to 1928, something I just know off the top of my head. Well, this is the sort of trivia that I love to get from you week after week after week. Of course, I have not too far from me the uh, Expedition League's Casper Spuds. And so, you know, that's right just in neighboring Wyoming here. So I guess there's some great fun to be had with potatoes and baseball. I have enjoyed this episode about the Minot Hot Tots. And now I feel like I need to go get a breakfast burrito with some with some tater tots in it or not tater tots, but, you know, some off-brand tater somethings in it. But Dan, as always, this is so much fun. And thank you for bringing your, your trivia, which is not trivial, to the Baseball by Design podcast. And we'll see you next week. See you then.